This episode is sponsored by ByHeart. And I feel like I need to preface what I'm going to say with this. I'm a huge advocate of breastfeeding. Anyone who knows me well knows that nursing is something I believe in. And all five of our biological children were breastfed until they were 19 to 23 months old. However, we also have fostered and adopted, and I've been so grateful for formula companies in those situations. I'm also grateful for formula companies because our last two biological children, I really struggled with my supply and did all the things, spent so much time and effort, and just was never able to produce enough for them to be able to gain weight and not be hungry. And so I was so grateful for companies like Byheart. Byheart is an infant nutrition company built from the ground up to deliver real innovation on behalf of babies and parents. Their mission is simple, make the best formula in the world. Using the latest in breast milk science, Byheart created a clinically proven, easy to digest infant formula that's made with organic, grass-fed whole milk, certified clean ingredients, and features a patented protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. They're made with certified clean ingredients. It has no soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about Byheart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast with code crystal for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. So go to byheart.com forward slash podcast and use crystal to get your welcome offer. Welcome to the Crystal Pain Show, where we help you embrace your life right where you are and give you practical steps to get to where you want to go. Whether you are in your car, folding laundry, cooking, cleaning, or maybe even just enjoying a cup of coffee and a few minutes of quiet, we're so glad you're joining us today. Here's your host, wife, mother of four, foster mom, entrepreneur, and author, Crystal Payne. Welcome to another episode of the Crystal Pain Show. Jesse, today was a bit of an interesting day for you, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a little interesting. <laughs> you want to tell us about it? Well, I got a text late last night asking if I would be able to sub for one of the teachers at the kids' school. So I took a leap at it. and So I spent most of the day today with a bunch of teenagers. <laughs> Which I guess usually is our life spending time with teenagers but not actually teaching teenagers yeah it was good getting getting to know them um i hadn't met a lot of them before so um that was enjoyable we won't share any stories or anything like that but i'm glad you got the opportunity to do that Mm -hmm. and um we survived here without you it was we missed you just me here with the babies. And I will say, especially I missed you last night in the middle of the night because I knew you were going to need to have a good night's rest to spend all day in a classroom with a lot of teenagers. So we had decided before bed that I was going to take care of both of the babies during the night. Mm-hmm. And so that meant I was up just a little bit more than usual because you usually take Champ and I take Kirsten. And so both of us typically get a decent night's rest, although mm-hmm. the last few nights haven't been decent as great. I don't know if I'd say decent, but yeah. Typically, over the course of seven days, we're getting enough rest to be able to function yes. decently. How's that? Okay. 
That's fair. <laughs> and so I am very tired today. I feel like my brain is dragging in slow motion, but I am grateful that you got that opportunity. Thank you. And also, we got a lot of emails in response to the episode that we did two weeks ago talking about our kids and phones and the rules for technology that we have at our house, which are more our guiding principles. If you missed that episode, go back and listen to it. But we got emails in from people saying they really appreciated it, but they were from parents who had older kids and they said that because we have older daughters first, so our our girls are 15 and 13, Silas is 11. And so we haven't, he doesn't have a phone. So we haven't really walked that road. Mm -hmm. So they were talking about how it's different with boys than it is with girls, according to the emails that I got in. Neither one of us have, you know, raised a teen boy, so we don't know what it's like to have a teen boy, so we can't speak to that. Mm -hmm. And we're a work in progress here and learning as we go. Definitely. So maybe in five years from now, we will do an updated episode on our rules or our guiding principles for kids and technology, and it might be different. Mm -hmm. Jesse, what's saving your life this week? Sleep. You actually got a really good night's rest last night, didn't you? I got, um, I thought was going to be a good night's rest. And then I, I've got this band on my, on my arm that tracks my sleep and heart rate variability. And it wasn't as good numbers as what I thought it was going to be. See, that's why I I was kind of surprised. I don't even look at those numbers because I do wear a Fitbit and I only use it to look at my steps because it really motivates me to get in more steps. But I know that if I go and look at my sleep, I'm probably going to be really discouraged. And I also feel like it's one of those things where it can kind of mess with you to Mm -hmm. know, oh, I only got four and a half hours of sleep. I should be feeling really tired today. And then Mm -hmm. it almost makes you feel more tired if you know you're supposed to be tired. And which, by the way, I usually get more than four and a half hours of sleep. But I think probably this week there have been at least two nights when that was the case. Um, but I don't, I didn't look, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I found that just praying and saying, okay, God, I trust you with the amount of sleep I'm able to get. And I trust that you are going to give me the grace to be able to function well through this day. And I'm just going to trust you to multiply that time mm-hmm. and multiply my energy. And he's always faithful to do that. doesn't mean that I don't have days when I'm tired. And also those days are good reminders to be like, Make sure you go to bed early because you can't just trust God to multiply the sleep that you're able to get and then not really be thoughtful and intentional and stay up really late just messing around, which right. also do this, that, that kind of piggybacks off of the podcast we had a few weeks ago about a morning routine. And if anybody listened to that realized, I am do not have a good morning routine because I am more of an evening person and I generally do not go to bed as early as I should. And um, I should probably go to bed earlier and take advantage of the fact when some of the babies are sleeping that, uh, and then go ahead and wake up when they wake up. But I don't do that. So, well, like I was just telling you, I think it was a few nights ago, how it's, it's hard to go to bed right after they both go down for the night because it's oftentimes the first time in the day where you know nobody's probably going to wake up for a while. And so then there's this like, oh, 
I can do something that I've been wanting to do for all day and which should be sleep, but most often time is not. And thanks to technology that we can have in our hand that can be very addictive in the sense of they create social media to be addictive. We haven't Mm -hmm. watched the social dilemma yet. I think that's what that um, movie or documentary Documentary. is called. I've heard a lot about it. I need to watch it, but there's part of me that's like, "Mm, do I want to watch that? Because I'm probably going to be really I've heard some really good things about it, though. I think it's important, though, and so we need to do that, and we'll have to report back on that. Well, what's saving my life this week are the Ultima electrolytes. And I talked about electrolytes a few weeks ago in an episode, and then someone wrote in and they said, Crystal, you need to try the Ultima electrolytes because I was talking about using Noon, that's N-U-U-N. That's the electrolyte tablets that you like. I don't really like them, but because I found that with nursing and exercising, I really have to be intentional with keeping my electrolytes up or i it's not good. I get the ocular migraines and uh, feel really woozy. So I I ordered some of the Ultima electrolytes and I really like them. I didn't know if I would just because they're sweetened with stevia. I'm not usually a big fan of mm-hmm. the taste of stevia, but somehow the mixture that they've put together, I really, really like. I got a packet of the, a box of them that was a variety packet. And so far, all of them that I've tried have been really good and they've actually made me want to drink more water. So I just have at least one packet every morning after I do my walk or my run Mm -hmm. so that I'm replenishing my electrolytes and really, really yummy, especially with the sonic ice that you bought me, which people might not know, probably most people know, but you can go to Sonic and buy a bag of their ice, which I think the sonic ice is really, really fantastic. And what was, how much is it for a bag of ice? I think it's a two and a half pound bag of ice. I think for three dollars, if I remember right. Something it it lasts for it lasts me for quite a long while. Oh, I totally forgot that we had it. Yes, because you got it for me a few weeks ago and mm-hmm. still going strong. I didn't tell the kids that it was in the freezer though, because if I tell them, then I kind of hid it in the freezer so that no one else. It's just my special treat. But anyway, so having the Ultima electrolytes in my special cup with my special ice, it's a real treat. How does how do those packets compare with the noon tablets? I just think they taste better. I think the flavor is better. I just don't like the flavor of noon. Mm-hmm. I I mean I can make myself drink it down, but I don't I don't enjoy the experience at all. How, how many little packets are in each box? I figured out that the packets they would cost they would be the equivalent of what the price that I paid on Amazon, it would be a dollar per packet. Do you so, know how much the noon was? I don't know. Is it a lot cheaper I, than that? There was a deal on it recently that was pretty good. I do not know I for think sure. It, I think it might be more expensive than that. Okay. Well, I thought that that was decent because it would be kind of the equivalent of having, you know, buying a vitamin water or something yeah. like that, that would be a dollar. But the ingredients on this looked like they were better than something like that. So anyway, just wanted to throw, throw that out there. The book that I just finished and really loved and highly recommend is called Five Days in November. And this is by Clint Hill, who is the Secret Service agent when JFK was shot. He was a Secret Service agent for um, Mrs. Kennedy. And he tells the story of those five days from his perspective. Mm -hmm. And I've 
watched and read quite a bit on that those five days of history. And I've talked, I think, on here about Bill O'Reilly's book, mm-hmm. Killing Kennedy, which I found very worthwhile to listen to. But this one, there were some overlapping things, obviously, but there was a lot of different perspective as well because he was coming from more sharing her journey, what Mrs. Kennedy experienced, talking about the children. And one of the interesting things is that she, he was talking about how she had just given birth four months before to a baby who had died and talking about the recovery from that. And so this happened right after that. And I think for me, having just had a baby a little over four months ago, thinking of the recovery from that and then thinking of, I can't even imagine the emotional trauma of dealing with the the loss of that baby. Mm -hmm. And then to, on top of that, so to be in that postpartum state and the grief state, and then to have to walk through what, what she walked through with losing her husband and not only losing her husband, but losing him in such a tragic and traumatic way where she was right there. And so I would highly recommend it. I, I listened to it, like I said, using the Libby app, which is free from your library. And again, that was five days in November by Clint Hill. Jesse, what about you? What have you been reading recently? Well, I uh, haven't necessarily been, take that back. I've started back up reading the Brad Thor novel that I kind of had put on the back burner because I was listening to the Mitch Rapp, Vince Flynn novels. And I finished that up listening to the audio All 28 of them or however many there were. (laughs) You're not that far off. I think you said (laughs) like 18 or something. Yeah, it was 20, I think. Oh, okay. Because he had just uh, released one here this past month, but so it didn't, it's difficult finding time to uh, listen to it because there's some language and I don't want to, you know, have the kids listening to it. So, um, but I finished those and uh, I started up a, a new series. Um, I've wanted to uh, read these books. They're called the hundred deadly skills by Clint Emerson. And it's kind of a series of books, um, but he was a, a former SEAL and he did some other top secret surveillance, things like that um, when he was getting out of the SEALs. But anyway, he has written these books about surviving in certain situations. And, you know, we like we've got the pandemic going on, we've got the riots going on, and his books address those things and, you know, how to approach a situation where you turn into a riot and in your vehicle and you can't get out. What do you do? Uh, we've seen that on the news many times. You see people running through it. You see people turning around, whatever. So it was kind of um, apropos to some of the things that he talks about, but uh, they're almost like Boy Scout manuals on steroids. So we're getting a kick out of listening to some of them, surviving in the Arctic, things like that. So because you're definitely going to go, yeah. I guess when we travel to Antarctica, you're going to yeah. need to know how to survive. Yeah. So, Well, you know, like it would, I'm assuming that it gives some pointers about traveling internationally, things like that. I realized that I didn't tell people what we were going to be talking about today at the beginning of the podcast. I guess we talked about the lack of sleep. That probably is the reason. So today we are going to do a more lighthearted topic because I feel like the last four episodes or so have been 
pretty deep, heavy, not morose heavy, but just kind of not lighthearted, fun topics. So today we're going to do the topic of why we chose our kids' names. This is a question that I have gotten so many, many times, and I actually ended up doing an Instagram live on my Instagram account. I'm the money saving mom on Instagram, and I often do live shows a few times a week. And I did one, I think it was maybe three weeks ago, all about how we chose our kids' names. People loved it so much that I thought, Jesse, you and I have to do one together. So it's the same topic, only it will be from a little bit of a different perspective since it's the two of us together. And hopefully mm-hmm. it will match up. And I didn't just hopefully, come up because with... I didn't look at it because <laughs> you know, um, I was sharing from my perspective and maybe you have a very different perspective. So who knows? But We have put a lot of time and thought into the names that we've given our kids. I know some people just go based upon how they sound or that they like that movie character or they had a childhood friend that had that name and they've always liked it. Mm -hmm. For us, the meanings are more of significance, long-term of things that we hope and just our desires for our kids. And that's what we've kind of tried to encapsulate in their name. Mm-hmm. And so Catherine, um, our firstborn, she's 15. Her name is Catherine Elizabeth, and it's spelled K-A-T-H-R-Y-N-N-E, a very unique spelling. Elizabeth is spelled the normal way with a Z. And we did not have that name picked out from the get-go when we found out we were pregnant. We did not find out whether we were having a boy or a girl first pregnancy we actually had a different name picked out that we thought we were going to use. Do you remember what our name was? For the girl? Mm-hmm. No. Oh, come on. You're going to know exactly when I say it. Liberty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very, I, very homeschool-ish. Yes. That was going to, we had that picked a long Nothing wrong with ago. homeschool names. It just tells very much like where we came from. Mm-hmm. And so we were going to do the name Liberty. And that was just, we had talked about that for probably, I mean, a long. Even before we were married. Oh, yes. Very much. We just like, we were going to have this daughter mm-hmm. named Liberty. And then once I got pregnant and then we were thinking, oh, now we actually need to come up with names. And the more we thought about it, the more we realized that the last name of pain kind of throws a wrench into certain names and Liberty pain just didn't quite have the same yeah. ring that we thought it would have once we actually yeah. started thinking about it. Yeah. And so we then went, talked about a lot of different other names and obviously we had a boy name picked out as well, but we chose Catherine for a lot of reasons, but I would say we love the spelling of mm-hmm. it. We loved kind of that it's one of those, it's a little bit of a vintage name, but also a more unique spelling. Mm-hmm. And But then one that when you see it, you're going to know exactly yeah, how, to know how to pronounce it. it. Yeah. And we were actually going to go, do you remember we had, I think we were going to go with the middle name of some, I think it was Joy. And then once again, we put it with pain. I think it, it was some, I'm, it was it was something like that. It was a, one of the fruits of the spirit. Um, okay. I don't remember that, but I'm pretty sure it was joy. But then uh, the more we're like, we can't put that with pain. Mm-hmm. So then we went with Elizabeth, which I feel like Catherine Elizabeth is a very more like 
comedy name in yeah. a sense, but the spelling sets it apart. And we chose it because of the definition, which um, her name means pure, which mm-hmm. my name also means pure. And then her middle name is God's gift. Mm-hmm. And it was just our hope and heart for her to be a pure gift of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And she goes by cat at school because her spelling is so unique. She said that most people would never, never spell it correctly, but she loves the name and she loves the unique spelling. And so score, right? Yep, Exactly. <laughs> okay. Caitlin, her name is Caitlin Nicole and it's spelled K A I T L Y N N. We dropped the E at the end. So Caitlin mm-hmm. and we actually, for some reason, from my recollection, did not think we were having a girl with her. We were pretty sure we were having a boy. I think so, yes. We didn't find out. For some reason, you and I thought we were having a boy. And I'm pretty sure that our boy's name, I think, was Malachi Jordan. Yes. And we just, we were going to have Malachi Jordan. And then Caitlin and Caitlin Fashion just showed up, came out and was not, did not follow the protocol. Not like that we, we just, I don't know. I think we had had a sonogram during the pregnancy. Do you remember that? And you and I were, because we needed to check out, there was something going on mm-hmm. and we had to have a sonogram and we didn't find out, but you and I were just sure that we saw Boy parts, and so we were just sure because we're clearly really good at reading sonograms. <laughs> and so she came out, and Caitlin was a name that we had talked about, but I don't think we spent a ton of time because we were just so sure she was going to be a boy. So then, when she's a girl, we also Caitlin means pure, mm-hmm. and her middle name is Nicole, which is my middle name. And, you know, looking back, it's funny. I, I, I think we, we thought we were going to have 12 kids. So it wasn't like, oh, we, we were going to have the girl and the boy and then we're done. It wasn't right. anything like that. We just in our head had somehow got it wrapped around the idea that, you know, she was a boy. But people are all the time saying, why do you have Catherine and Caitlin? That's basically the same name. But we actually really love it. Mm-hmm. And the and girls, they, they, love, too. they love their names. They love that they're similar. And um, we'll talk more about Kirsten's name in a bit and how they played into that. And, but, and also, though, we had talked about the name in general and then felt that we wanted to have the K's together. And then the common in, commonality and spelling just for the uniqueness of it. And so when we were talking about the name, it wasn't with the spelling necessarily. And then we, so we landed on the name. Then we threw the spelling in mm-hmm. after that. And the girls both really love their names and they love their unique spellings. So I'm grateful for that because they could be like, we don't like this at all, mom. Mm-hmm. So then Silas came along and with his pregnancy, we actually decided to find out what we were having and we don't regret doing that. I know a lot of people are like, oh, I just love being surprised. I'm glad that we had the experience of being surprised, but I think we actually prefer prefer to know. So his name is Silas Benjamin, and we named him after we wanted to pick Bible names because your name, Jesse Thomas, those are both Bible names. Mm-hmm. And Silas was at that time a much more unique name. Now it's become a lot more common. It's because we started it. 
we totally we're trendsetters. But again, his name, I would say it's not one of those, not everyone can always know exactly how to pronounce it, but it's fairly easy to, you can look at it and know what name it is. And so I've heard Silas, I've heard Silas. Yeah. Um, and before it became more common, because some celebrity named Justin Timberlake has yes, his son named his son that, and then it became much more common and it's moved up on the name charts a lot, but it's a Bible name. And if you're unfamiliar, it's Paul and Silas in the new Testament. And Silas is just this real man of God that mm-hmm. we desire for our Silas to be. And I thought to just grow up knowing that it was this biblical character who stood for truth and um, loved the Lord um, how profound that would be. Um, but also, we just loved the name. But the interesting thing was um, that people would be like, Silas, now that's an interesting name. I've never heard that name before. And these would be Christians mm-hmm. who had gone to church for years and years and said they'd never heard the name Silas. And then I'd be like, oh, well, it's in the Bible. <laughs> That was always interesting. But then there were people who were unchurched, had never heard of the name, except for there is a classic book called Silas Marner, mm-hmm. and some people had heard of that. And then Kirsten, we found out at 12 weeks that we were um, having a girl, although it took us a while to really believe that a blood test at 12 weeks could be accurate. And we had to wait until the 36 week sonogram to verify because at 20 weeks, she decided she did not want us to verify and she kept her legs closed the whole time. So when we found out that we were supposedly having a girl, we, because both girls' names mean pure, I was kind of thinking, well, let's go with another name that means pure Mm -hmm. because my name means pure as well. But that really narrowed the field down. And any of them that I came up with, it just it just didn't feel like the right thing. Mm-hmm. So you and the girls started talking, and the more that you guys talked, I could just tell that they really love their names. They really love having similar names. They really love having uniquely spelled names, and they love having K names. And they said, she's not going to be a pain sister if she doesn't have a unique spelling and a K name. And that was kind of what the consensus that you came to with them. And so Kirsten is a name that you've had on your radar for a long time. Mm -hmm. I always thought that if we end up having another girl that I wanted to do something like Kirsten with the spelling of T-Y-N. Yes. So that we lost another letter Mm because it's Catherine N-N-E, Caitlin N-N, or Y-N-N-E for Catherine Y-N-N for Caitlin, and then Y-N for Kirsten. So her name is actually a form of Christian, so it means Christ follower. But we spelled it K-I-E-R-S-T-Y-N. And I still have to think about that every time I spell it because we were actually planning to spell it K-E-I-R-S-T-Y-N until we were in the hospital. We were in the hospital. And I was in labor. and. The nurse wrote it up on the board. She asked, do you know what you're, you know, do you know what you're having? I said, a girl. She said, do you know what her name is going to be? And so she wrote Kirsten Michaela up on the board and she wrote it with the E-I-R. And as I'm sitting on the birth ball, looking at it, 
during contractions and I keep looking at it and I keep looking at it and I keep looking at it and I'm like, I don't think I like that spelling. Yeah, it was sticking out to me too the whole time. So then I look over at you and I was like, I think I want to change the spelling. So then you had to, you talked to the kids and you've decided, you know, that we were going to change the spelling, but then you had already filled out the paperwork Mm -hmm. for her birth certificate. So then you had to go track the lady down and it all worked out. It all worked out. Yep. But we don't regret that we spelled it K-I-E-R-S-T-Y-N. And then her middle name is Michaela. And since you and the girls kind of chose her first name, I got to choose her middle name. Mm -hmm. And um, Michaela means who is like God. And really, I think that adequately expresses our feelings toward this little girl and who is now, did you want to, did you want to talk about your name? She's having some things you want to say. Did you want to say something? She's reaching for the microphone right now, but it just really adequately expresses our heart and that there is no explanation for her life other than God. And God is still in the business of doing miracles and when you get all those tests from the infertility clinic and they tell you it's basically an impossible scenario that IVF is not even a possibility because they cannot make a healthy embryo from us. And then God surprises us with this pregnancy that we never dreamed was going to be possible to just know that who is like God. And so that's our Kirsten Michaela, and that's the story behind her name. And the interesting thing is the other day we were talking about this. We didn't intentionally have all of our names have two syllables for the first name, Catherine, Caitlin, Silas, Kirsten, Jesse, Crystal. My mom was always really good about matching all those types of things and thinking through all those things. Mm-hmm. Um, like we all have a T in the middle of our name except for when she got to the last two, but she said, cause she wanted to have like, Christ be the center. So it's kind of like a cross in the middle of our name, those types of things. I, I wasn't that detail oriented. So we ended up having all of our names have two syllables. And then Caitlin, Nicole and Crystal, Nicole, both of them have just a two syllable middle name, but then Catherine, Elizabeth, Silas, Benjamin, Kirsten, Michaela, they both have these kind of big, long, more complicated, complex <laughs> names, but They all love their names, and I still really love them, too. So there you have it, the stories behind all of our kids' names, and we'd love to hear from you. What are the stories behind your kids' names or your name? If you have anything unique, be sure to drop us an email. We love to hear from you. We always love your feedback on the show. My email address is crystal at moneysavingmom.com. Thank you for joining us today. For more great resources, please visit crystalpain.com.